0: I'm Ingrid Hernandez, and I'm Christina Pernforce. We are two unlikely best friends navigating the world of entrepreneurship, motherhood, and all that it brings to life in general. Between us, we have about 10 different careers,
1: worn countless hats, but more importantly, numerous types of
0: shoes from combat boots to ski boots. We've professionally handled them all. And in this podcast, we like to discuss and share the nuggets we picked up along the way and learn some new ones from our fabulous guests. As entrepreneurs, life's a juggle. Marketing,
1: sales, client services, finances, and the list goes on.
0: Let's face it, it's tough. But our motto is, life's too short not to wear high heels. And every hour can be a happy. Welcome to the High Heels Happy Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Welcome (laughs) to High Heels Happy Hour. Welcome, welcome. I'm still Christina. And I'm still Ingrid. And this is our first nighttime recording. We usually record during the day, but today... We're recording in the evening because it just worked out better. so. So, we have wine, wine and coffee. <laughs> it's coffee, we have wine. Cheers, cheers. So, it is really happy out. Um, and how was your week?
1: A week was great. Uh, Marcella's a little under the weather, mm. so this week has been a little off, mm-hmm. but other than that, nothing eventful. Okay, busy at work, that's and, good.
0: Um, yeah, how about you? Um, I came back from Parents Weekend in Atlanta with my son's college. It was great. I also uh, just tonight got my thermography report back and everything was normal. We're going to talk more about that today. It's today's subject. But that always makes me really happy when you get reports back (laughs) that everything's good. So I'm like, oh, yes. Um, So, yeah, it was good.
1: And on that note, since you're the one talking now. What's your life hack?
0: Oh, okay. So, you know, way back, like first or second episode, you said, Oh, I put protein powder in my coffee. And I thought, hmm. Okay, so that's my new hack. Is... <laughs> <laughs> that is the cow. Yes. Hey. So, but I, so now I started putting protein powder in my coffee, but I made a discovery it has to be way whey protein it cannot be plant-based or anything else okay i'm
1: sorry because that does, it not, does not
0: mix no, that doesn't count it does count no it's it's your new like yeah, it is your,
1: it's like your new yeah, adventure but I, I, now me. i
0: have i have discovered it too so now it's a double hack yeah yes so and i recommend chocolate i need flavor. to drink some wine no, that's, that's what I, said. <laughs> I tried banana it was not good
1: I told you it's Did it not to be work chocolate. in
0: plastic. It has to be way. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't remember that. Cause I tried, That's I it. had a I'm a gonna plant. go drink my wine. I had a pea protein <laughs> chocolate powder. Yeah. That was disgusting. Did not it did not work. So anyway, what's your hack?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I'm laughing really hard. So mine uh-huh. is probably a hack and a tip. You're not crying. You're I not am, crying. I am. You yeah. made me laugh really loud. Yeah. Um, is to brush your teeth before skincare, especially if you use really good kind of expensive serums. A lot of people I did a survey and uh-huh. they brushed their teeth after skincare. I do. I brush my teeth after. Okay, so this why is why should third I do it first? Because you're putting all these serums on and uh-huh. then you're brushing your teeth and using water to rinse off what you just put on
0: but i i don't brush my teeth no but you ice. like you wash no i just go well Christine okay.
1: okay with the exception of christina okay, okay.
0: if you're a sloppy brusher then you need to do your skin care after
1: you brush your teeth
0: okay i yes. think you're far away from <gasps> okay so all <laughs> you sloppy <laughs> brushers out there pay attention <laughs> oh, and enjoy I think we're your even funnier in the evening. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> all right. Ah. Uh, so we're gonna go into a serious, but also um, super important and something we all as women deal with on a daily basis. Topic today, which is breast cancer. Yeah, it doesn't exclude breast men cancer either. No, absolutely. Uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness. And we want to talk about some alternative screenings that is not common knowledge that we uh, have our fabulous guest. And also she has some great tips on how we can do preventions by ourselves at home, which are super awesome that we heard a couple years back. She she, uh, spoke at a luncheon. And those were great tips. So we want to share. So, why don't you, Ingrid, tell everyone a little bit about our
1: fabulous guest? All right. So, Katie Ansley is the owner of, no, is the owner and thermographer of Thermography of Brevard, LLC. Katie is an 11 year breast cancer survivor, 11 year cancer survivor, and she is passionate about, about helping women prevent breast cancer. As a former teacher, she believes education is the key to preventing disease. She believes learning how to reduce stress, gosh, I need that, remove environmental (laughs) toxins, supporting the body, and tomography screening will help prevent disease.
0: So without further ado, Katie, come on down. 11 years, how awesome is that?
2: Thank you, yes, I'm very excited and I'm happy to have reached that milestone
0: that's great. And thank you for being here recording with us at night. There was some well, you're a very busy woman, especially in October. So, um thank you. For taking oh, your time. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So, Katie, why don't you start with telling us a little bit about your uh kind of breast cancer story and uh yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So like you said, 11 years ago at the young age of 33, Mm -hmm. without any family history um, and no reason to think about breast cancer, um, I was diagnosed with uh, invasive breast cancer. Um, I had had a routine mammogram about a year and a half prior, and it was clear. I also had had an ultrasound and it was clear and a biopsy and it was clear. Wow. And um, and then fast forward about a year and a half later, and I felt a lump myself and went in for the routine screenings that they do, which are mammograms and ultrasounds. And it was immediately detected. I mean, it was a pretty large tumor by that point and had spread to my lymph nodes. So uh, the action was pretty quick on what we did and getting treatment. And And I had a mastectomy and I had chemotherapy. And then I had a year of, um, it was a type of chemo that was to block the hormone it was hormonally driven by her two positive. so uh, chemo for that for a whole year afterwards wow that's tough
0: and 32 so it wasn't since you know usually we don't get mammograms start mammograms until 40. can you imagine so, if you had waited yeah so, so so it was it was something was they noticed something and that's why you were sent
2: So the year and a half prior at my regular annual appointment, the doctor thought she had felt lumps on my left breast. And so she ordered a mammogram and ultrasound and biopsy. And that was my left breast. I did have a bilateral mammogram though. And it came back inconclusive because the younger you are, um, the denser the breast tissue is. And so when you're young at 32, 33 years of age, um, the tissue is very dense and that's hard to see through. Mm-hmm. And so the mammogram was inconclusive so they had me do an ultrasound and a biopsy just to be safe and um of course it was clear. Wow. Yeah. Well, the well, breast cancer happened to be on the opposite side. So
1: oh. so it was the left that they tested but it was on the right side.
2: Right. The mammogram I did have a right side mammogram however um And it didn't show anything, but the, yeah, the left side that they were concerned about initially that prompted all of that testing has actually been fine all these years. I've never had any issues.
0: (laughs) Well, thank goodness it did something so that they noticed the other side, right? Well, no, no, no.
2: The nothing, everything was clear. I was given a clean bill of health and I went away and it was um, a year and a half later that I actually felt the tumor on my right (laughs) side myself. Wow. So
0: that self-examination is super important. Very
2: important. Yes. Yeah. Most women find their own breast cancers.
0: Wow. Wow. That's, yeah, that's crazy. So how did thermography come into your life? So
2: I learned about thermography after I had finished treatment. I thought there has to be a, a better way, a different way, a more effective way to find Things at the earliest point, we don't want to wait for a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so I learned about thermography and in our area, there weren't anyone, there weren't any thermographers. And so I had to travel down to South Florida to have a scan done. And it just so happened, the lady I went to was also a breast cancer survivor, which had gotten her into thermography. And so I just picked her brain and I just asked her questions and I told her I was interested. And I, I wanted to learn more because I saw the value in it not just for breast screening, but for full body screening um, and overall health. But because of my history, the passion was in the breast screening. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what started me. in um, it is saying, you know, a mammogram and an ultrasound and an MRI, those are structural tests. Those mm-hmm. will show you once a structure is there. Yeah. So what can detect it prior what can show us that there's a concern that there's a, a greater risk for developing it and that's what i learned thermography's role is
0: that's okay so that's that that's my next question too or, or i know since i have um it, i've experienced thermography myself um, yes. for seven I years am overdue she to see overdue you. But, but so for those me. of you so those that haven't heard the term Thermography before. Can you just give a quick explanation to what it is?
2: Yes. So thermography is a is considered a digital infrared thermal image, and basically what that means is we are taking a picture with a thermal camera, and we're capturing the heat patterns on the skin surface. So every body, every part of the body has a thermal patterns on the skin surface and they're presented when the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system are out of whack, they're out of sync. If everything's synced up good, then there's going to be good symmetry and not distinct thermal patterns. But when there's something off, such as increased vascularity, um, physiological changes, metabolic changes, all of that creates a thermal pattern on the skin surface that alerts us that there's a problem. So when we're talking about breast health, we're looking at, is there physiological changes, meaning is the tissue, is the skin tissue changing? Is there increased heat or is there lack of heat? Is there increased blood supply? Angiogenesis means the new formation of blood vessels. And when we see those things, those factors, that alerts us that there's a problem because that shows that there's probably breast cancer cells that are doubling breast mm-hmm. cancer cells double every 90 days and so in order for them to double they need to be fed and blood feeds them so the new blood supply the new blood flow there is what we're looking for
0: that's hmm. so i mean it's just that's amazing so cool. yeah and that so for for also for people out there their OBGYN might never have brought up thermography and never suggested thermography so, uh, and I know mine hasn't. And when I say, I absolutely want to do it, they're okay, saying, okay, but they don't know much about it. So is it a fairly new science or screening, uh, or, or is it, you know, I mean, it's money runs everything and I'm sure it's not because I know the process is much easier and quicker than going through, uh, either mm-hmm. ultrasound or uh, mammograms. So, Why is it that uh, a lot of providers are not, um, you know, suggestions, suggesting it?
2: Well, that's a really loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) So if we break it down to start off with a lot of providers, a lot of doctors aren't educated on thermography. They spend a very short amount of time, if any time, it might be like only a day Mm -hmm. of in all of med school of saying what thermography is. And and in most cases, they're saying what its limitations are rather than sharing and explaining what its usefulness is. So they're undereducated on it. So they're not going to recommend something they don't know much about. So it's on them to become educated on it. And so they can't help what they don't know. So there's that component to it. The other component is somehow, some way, and if you follow the money, you'll figure it out, um, mammograms became the gold standard. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the connection with mammograms and insurance and doctors, there's, there's a strong connection. And so mammograms are considered the gold standard.
0: Yeah. But
2: thermography's been around for a long time. It's not anything new. It's just now in the last probably 10 years become more widely known, more in the alternative and holistic community, functional medicine integrative. Mm -hmm. And with that and with thermographers like myself going around and speaking and educating other people, the general populations become more aware of it. So it seems like it's new, even though it's not. It's just gaining more interest.
0: Okay. That's great. I mean, and I can I, uh, since I've been doing this, I just have to, to, well, first, before I do that, I just want to share my experience, but the, the thermo scans are read by doctors. So it's not just, you know, random people reading mm-hmm. these, right, Katie, these, these are evaluated by doctors. Correct.
2: I am a, Clinical thermographer. Basically, I'm a glorified technician. I do the imaging. I do the intake. I do the paperwork. I've been trained to use the equipment, just like a mammogram tech would or an ultrasound tech. I do the imaging and then I send it off to our doctors. And we have hundreds of board certified practicing medical doctors Mm -hmm. who do the interpretation and write the full detailed report. And the doctor's name is on the report that you receive. And one of the great things about our company is that if you take it to your provider and they have a question, say there's something concerning and they're like, you know, I'm not so sure about this. I would like to talk to this doctor who wrote it. They can talk doctor to doctor about that report. So that's a great service that we offer. That's great.
1: So you just wonder if, if, you know, it didn't, ultrasound didn't catch it. Mammogram didn't catch it. Biopsy didn't catch it. Kind of foolproof that thermography caught it. That doctors would be like, "Well, let's just why not give it a shot?" Right. I mean, it's, it's- Well, I
0: say mine has come to since I've been strongly pushing this for the last. She's like, "Okay, we'll do that and ultrasound." Right. So that's the. So I, I'll. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you about since Ingrid still has not booked her appointment. For so, or thermography. So any woman listening who's done thermography mar- or mammograms know it's like the least popular thing on the planet. It's like <laughs> it, that thinking. and Don't it's like it's squish like your yes. So it's it's cold, it's degrading, it hurts. Well surprised they see any tissue, it's been it's squished. just it feels like it's just an evil man came up with this machine to squeeze women's boobs in. it's like heels it's just no heels are still good heels is <laughs> like that. uh no it's just it is that thousands of women go through this every day it's just if it was a man if you were to oh examine the <laughs> penis that way there would have been a new invention a long we should do time that ago. i'll get a member if you get Anyway, so so having gone through that and and also <laughs> full disclosure, I have lumpy breasts, meaning I have a lot of fibriotic tissue or cysts, um, which then makes you them call you back or, or again and okay. again for biopsies, for ultrasound. So it's a long process every time, uh, which is nerve wracking. But the whole thing is just horrible. Then I scheduled my appointment with tomography because I figured, why not? I'm going to try this out. The experience is more like going to the spa. You go in, you have a li- your little gown, you sit and chat with Katie. The room is pretty. You open your gown. She takes some pictures in the dark, it's a heat scan. So she doesn't have to have lights on. And then you put your gown on and you oh, walk that out. Is-
1: Katie, you didn't tell me that because I look really good in the dark. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can, Give me we that. all look See? Really good, enough. right? No, everyone no, looks good no,
0: in the dark. There's coldness. There's huh. no nothing. The, the 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 invasive thing is you have to hold your hands arms up. That is as oh. hard as it gets. Mm-hmm. So for me, when first time, I was like, "Is this it? We're done? That's it?" So the the difference could not be more day and night from mammograms. Then I also do ultrasounds, which of course everyone has done an ultrasound it's not invasive it doesn't hurt but it just takes a long time and yeah but anyway so for me now my um protocol is thermography and ultrasound because mammogram when you have a lot of fiber and a lot of cysts it does not do that much you got you're going to be sent to ultrasound yeah. anyway so, um, uh,
2: yeah. right. So it is important to have a structural test, and mammograms, ultrasounds and MRIs are structural tests. And the reason is is that they're looking for a structure that's there, a mass, a cyst, a calcification, a tumor, a fatty tumor, benign tumor, cancerous tumor. That's what those can detect. The issue is is that if it's detecting a cancerous tumor, well, now you're diagnosed, now you have cancer. You know, if you wait until one of those structural tests can detect it, whereas thermography, like I said, is looking at the changes before to see if there is tissue changes, physiological changes, increased vascularity that show you your risk factor Mm -hmm. so that if there is a concern and you see something developing, you can stop it by changing your diet, doing supplements, uh, meeting with a naturopath hormone therapy, de-stressing your life, exercise. There's a lot of things that you can do to reverse and stop cancer. And so that gives you the time to, thermography gives you the time to say, oh, there's a concern. Let's, Mm -hmm. Let's be proactive and stop it, rather than waiting to have a structural test where you can find that mass that's there and now you have a diagnosis. Yeah. But a structural test is good to have, in conjunction with thermography, the more testing you have in every breast, the more ways you look at it, the better. Absolutely. All yeah. the tests look at the breast in a different way. So the more things you do, the better off you are. Yeah,
0: no. So full disclosure too, since it's not covered by insurance yet, um, the cost for thermography, and of course it depends on where in the country you are, but the, the sort of bulk, park figures around Katie where are the uh, the costs associated with this
2: so it's usually for a breast scan between 175 and 225 mm-hmm. depending on the area that you live in i charge 175 for the breast scan and i think most thermographers in central florida are close to that i think there might be some that might be in the 190s but um it's 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 close uh, of course, when you go to an area that has higher cost of living, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Yeah.
0: But it's not outrageously expensive. It's yeah. like, I don't know, a little more than a massage. So for right. me, it's a, it's a not, I mean, that's definitely $200 that I I can invest once yearly to get that extra right. check-in. I definitely highly yeah recommend you can use your HSA card or flexible
2: spending card to pay for it. And there is a national grant program that will reimburse. Um, it is based on income. However, it is pretty generous. But the point is there are grants available. So if finances are an issue, there are ways to find mm-hmm. money to cover it.
1: Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I right. think um, Katie and I spoke, I think last mm-hmm. month, I think it was. So I have a I have money coming for the group the women's uh uh-huh. oh yeah group, for the vet veterans, the veterans. Yeah. and that's actually one of our our Oh that's great to have it's wonderful everyone's gonna be scanned. Yeah. So I will eventually be scanned. Yeah, you should. Yes. You should. We're I gonna have a booby party.
2: Yes. A booby
1: party. <laughs>
0: so one of the
1: things our sponsor said was they really wanted this money specifically for women's wellness.
0: Oh, Perfect. And I thought, oh,
1: Katie, let's yeah, do this.
0: That's great. Because
1: I don't think any of them have mm-hmm. been scanned or yeah. any exams.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people avoid. And I mean, I understand, not that I think it's smart, but I understand after having gone through, you know, scans and, and biopsies and, and all that that stress, I understand why some women just want to put their head in the sand and not even think about it, mm-hmm. which is terrible.
1: At a site, I don't know, we,
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's but it's difficult. still there.
2: The problems are still there. You just aren't aware. So no. that's never good. It's just it's
0: discomfort and uh, the issues with mammograms are just, it's not fun. I mean, there's a lot of things that are not fun. We can't just do fun things. But I think this is a great alternative. Um, and then what it. age? Because, Christina, you were
1: telling me, 40 at 40 Mm -hmm. i've been going to the gynecologist and she's hasn't said anything and i'm cusping 45.
2: so they've come out with a new age to start uh mammogram screening it's now at 50. and not
0: going in vain
2: (laughs) well not all doctors are following it some are still going with the 45 age the reason um that i I'm assuming, I don't want to say it's factual, but I would assume the reason is the younger you are, like I said, the denser the breast Mm -hmm. tissue is. And mammograms have a hard time seeing through dense breast Mm -hmm. tissue. Imagine looking through a window that's foggy. You can see there's things out there. You can see there's shapes, but you can't identify what it is. Um, That's kind of like a mammogram looking through dense breast. But when you look out of a clear, clean window, you can see, oh, that's a tree. Oh, that's a dog. Oh, that's a fence. And you can identify what it is. Mm-hmm. And so women who don't have dense breast tissue, the mammogram's the most effective for that because it can clearly see cyst, calcification. Oh, this just looks to be like a fatty tumor. Um, But the denser the breast tissue is, the harder it is to see. And usually younger women have denser breast tissue there are some older women that do but usually it's younger women and as you get older the less dense the breast tissue is not size size does not matter
1: it's the density of the tissue yeah i think that's just room for more of what we talked about earlier about the money if you think about yeah, it and insurance
0: don't have to cover it for ten years. Yeah, so if
1: you're not yeah. if you're waiting to mm-hmm, fifty, mm-hmm. that means that at that point at fifty, chances are you probably already have
0: mm-hmm. cancer. That's crazy. So you know what I mean? It's if your if your insurance is not covering mammograms, you should definitely do thermos grant scans yeah. before but I, I mean when I started it was forty. So that's when I started maybe doing. I can
1: do a documentary when I go for mine. There it's you in the go. dark. Come on katie we'll yeah. document
0: it
1: oh, so fun. i can do that
0: Just well do that's a one. different that's a whole different podcast ingrid at the tomorrow,
2: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> i was a part of a documentary i did scans for a documentary
0: so oh yeah
1: i'll see I
0: did. Yes. it yes it was in between the mammogram and the yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Can you imagine go cool. Yeah, there's
0: I'll my know. boob you yeah, have no idea boob. it is terrible if you look at it and it's like flat like a pancake and you're like that can't be good i don't i don't think all that pushing is good i mean I, i'm not I, gonna say i'm I not, medical, not but i just it forward not,
1: yeah. to mammogram. anyway so anyway. i have a question because i was or am a radiation therapist by trade so are you saying that the possibility of finding the cancer in situ will be more likely on the thermography scan, like right, like as a cell, like you said, when the when it becomes more vascular, that's kind of where in situ comes in.
2: So thermography does have its limitations, just like mammograms, ultrasounds, MRIs. Do they all play their role? Okay. And thermography is um, also has its limitations. So what I will say is that if the cancer is not actively growing and actively being fed by the blood supply and having those physiological changes, thermography will not detect it because there are a couple limitations to thermography. One is if a woman, so say an 80-year-old woman comes to me and she's had a slow-growing cancer for the last 20 years. That's not unheard of. That's very common. Um, it, breast cancer used to be called the old lady disease because of that. They would find a lump in their 80s and, and they have probably had it for the last 20 years. It's very slow growing. It's usually estrogen driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually by that point, the body does not recognize it as a uh, force to fight with, as some external mm-hmm. object that needs to be to be fought with. And so it's assimilated to the body. And the blood flow has been established and there's nothing new there. It's, it's all connected and just acting as part of the body. So if that's the case, thermography will not detect it. Oh. Um, those are very rare. <laughs> I will say that the percentage is extremely low. Um, the other one is uh, ductal carcinoma in situ, DCIS. It's where the uh, cancer is encapsulated. So think of like a golf ball you have a hard casing mm-hmm. and the inside is the activity right but okay. nothing's going out because you have that hard shell around it oh, there's okay. no blood flow going there there's no um, changes and basically a dcis used to be considered pre-cancer it mm-hmm. used to not be considered um, now they call it cancer they'll say oh you have stage zero cancer well a dcis well I mean no one wants to hear that but really you can just remove it and everything's fine so thermography would not detect that because there is no active blood flow that mass is not growing it's not changing and honestly it could possibly stay in someone's body forever and not be harmful because it's not invasive okay
0: so that's establishing that uh, baseline fairly to be honest mm-hmm. it's great cuz then right. you right away i mean for me since i've been going for for years now they, they're going to notice right away if there's, there's a change mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i that's why i would say with
2: uh, starting out in the in the early 20s is good and comparative scans every year so every single scan you have done they'll compare to every single previous one that you've had done so if you've been doing thermography for 15 years they're going to compare it to the last 15 every single one of them to see if there's any subtle changes to see if there's anything abnormal. So, you know, I do get a lot of older ladies coming to me and that's great and that's wonderful. Um, But let's the 85 year old woman who just starts out with thermography, there is a risk of not catching the slow growing cancer that's been assimilated in their body for
0: a long time. But this is something for us to think about for our daughters. I mean, we both have teenage yeah. daughters. When they get into their 20s, this is something to start them with.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like with any screening, I do believe with any screening, um, the earlier you start, the better. Um i do i have had some women who've come in and they've had their routine mammograms every year for the last 20 30 years and thermography shows subtle changes and then they go in and get more testing done Mm
0: -hmm. and it
2: shows it's cancer and they they never had that before and in the last 20 years their mammograms are clear so no test is 100 percent, and that's
0: why self-examination is super important yeah Unless you have lumpy breasts, because then it makes it harder (laughs) (laughs) Then you think everything is right. (laughs) There's been a lot of like, oh my god, what is what? Yeah. Sorry, that's a lot of details. Yeah. Well, I will (laughs) tell you,
1: Victor had a scare. Oh yeah.
0: Victor. It happens for men too. He actually
1: Mm -hmm. had surgery. Oh. On both. Okay. Um, I want to say actually when I was in when I was was in school Mm -hmm. because he was like, oh, I have a lump, and I was like you have a lump, and that was right when i kind of started i was like oh wait i'm like you can get it huh. too yeah so he actually had they got them both removed they were benign mm-hmm. but they were a mess that he had a scan because he had gotten hurt playing football uh-huh. so when the scan came up they weren't there before so they took them both out they were pretty a good probably half a dollar size but they were both benign hmm. but that was scary because yeah. i was like i
2: have found uh we have found abnormal changes on men's breasts that have been consistent with breast cancer i i do screen men Um, most of them come for the full body which includes the breast area i do the same protocol for men and i've had some with a family history of breast cancer and they've come in and theirs have been at higher risk so yeah it is um not as common but they should not rule it out and say never me Yeah.
1: yeah
0: Oh, this is awesome. So Katie, I know that you have some great tips for Now we talked about the screening and about what can we do in pre, the world of prevention? What can we all do at home to make sure that we um, do what we can to prevent yes. from starting
2: in the first place? So there's a lot of things that you can start at to do at home. And I say, start simply. And the first one I would say is to read labels and check everything that you're putting on your skin to make sure that it is toxic free, non-toxic, because especially your deodorant and lotions that you're putting on the breast area. Christina loves this topic because she just loves her antiperspirants. But I say ditch the antiperspirants. Yeah. They're full of I aluminum and toxins that go straight
1: to your lymph nodes. I have to walk like this if I didn't have it.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some new ones I'm gonna try, but it—I've tried those those natural, and I just can't. I, mean, I, I sweat. See. But you—you you had some recommendations mm-hmm. on some.
2: I like do, that. yes. So Schmidt's is one that you can buy at Walmart or Target. I've used it myself. It works pretty well. It's not my favorite, but it does work. Here's the thing with natural deodorant. You do have to reapply. It's not like you can apply in the morning and go the rest of the day. We live in Florida. It's hot. It's humid. You sweat. <laughs> not the best state
0: for natural
2: deodorants. No, right? No. But also, here's the other thing. I know we don't like to sweat but it's really good for you. It cleans out your system. It removes those toxins. So if you keep yourself from sweating in your underarms, what you're doing is you're storing those toxins that your body wants to get rid of in your underarms. And then where are they going to go? To your lymph nodes. Yeah. So sweating it out is good. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Another one is.
0: um, Yeah. You can have a fan under each arm.
2: That's, or just embrace that we live in Florida and everyone has sweaty pits just as long. We just don't want them to smell. That's so, right. I don't, um, I don't
0: worry so much about the sweating part. It's the smelly
2: part. the smelly part. Yes. Okay. So this is another one. It's called lemongrass spa. It's actually my new favorite right now. I really, really like it. Um, this one you buy from distributors. You would have a representative for it. It's very affordable. It's great. There's, I think Christina mentioned before Lumi um, yeah. You can buy, and I've heard things about it. I've been thinking about trying Me it, but too. I just haven't. Every commercial. So here, here's the thing with Lumi is that it's a cream. So you can apply it to your underarms, but here's another t- tip, because we're all females. You can apply it under the breast tissue because it's a cream. And that can keep the breast sweat
1: and smell
2: yeah. away. Probably
1: so you be on, on your every, feet too. No, everywhere
0: they they say like your thighs, your inner thighs, yeah. anything that like oh, yeah, causes. Okay, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll link all of these that you're mentioning. Um, well, the
2: stinky areas you can apply it to. Now I've not used it, so I don't know if
0: it works. But that's what people have to try that. I, I will give it. I give it another shot. I promise. <laughs> yes, I will do that. So here's <laughs> another
2: one that I think is great. It's called a. Uh, detoxifying pit mask just like you do a charcoal mask for your face Mm -hmm. to clear out the impurities this mask is exactly that for your underarms and you apply it just like you would you get your underarms wet you apply it you let it dry you let it sit then you wash it off and that pulls the toxins out of your underarms out of the lymphatics it's um, really really good And can help you when you switch from an antiperspirant to a natural deodorant, you're going to go through a detoxifying phase. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to smell. You're going to smell more. It's getting all those impurities out. After a couple weeks, that goes away. And then you're good to go. But the pit detox can really help. Speed up that process and right. get those toxins out to help you not be sick. So that was a great
1: commercial,
0: Katie. <laughs> <Not laughs> for a couple weeks.
1: But this detox. But I wonder.
0: Been, I wonder if you could use because with Mary Kay, work. there we have a charcoal mask. That's what I use. I wonder if you could use it in the armpits. I, can I do I'm gonna try that.
2: Charcoal is so good for everything. It's good for I your feet.
1: It pulls it out. Yeah. I feet hmm. too.
2: Good. I'm gonna try that really good so speaking of the lymphatics so it, the lymph nodes are so important because they filter the blood so you have so many lymph nodes in your underarms and breast area and all the blood that goes through your body it circulates through goes through the lymph nodes and lymph nodes clean the blood well if those lymph nodes get congested and full of toxins all that blood that's going through it is going to be just taking that junk all throughout your body so you don't want that So there's a lymphatic cream that also helps support the lymph nodes to keep it from getting congested and stopped up. This one I use, it's a RoCasa is the brand, but Earthly, the one that also does the pit detox, they also have a good lymphatic cream. And what I do is I apply it every night to my underarms and breast area. And Mm -hmm. it's just a cream that has a bunch of good, yummy products. Uh, essential oils and other things to support the lymph nodes to keep them clear and clean and flowing so that that junk doesn't get stuck there and get spread out
1: throughout the body
0: great idea yeah, yeah Put i don't night. i never knew they had huh. lymph,
1: lymph cream
0: i didn't either that's
2: funny. <laughs> <laughs> yep and so um those are all things that you can do. Another way to support the breast health is a dry skin brush. Yeah.
0: You taught me that at that talk mm-hmm. years back. Yeah.
2: yeah. And there's I you would have to YouTube the the way to do it. There is a certain way where you stroke the breast and the underarms to kind of get it moving and flowing. That's something you can do at home. Of course, be sure to jump in the shower when you're done to get wash all those toxins off because you don't want to get it moving and then get it stuck on your skin and have it go right back in. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's, it feels great. D- dry brushing is great for mm-hmm. so many things, circulation and mm-hmm. dead skin cells and all that. Yeah. Right. That's really great. Use a whole
1: body. You can use it on your whole body.
0: I've just been worried though, because maybe mine is hard, but I, I wouldn't want to do it on my the breast area. I thought that was too delicate. I kind of do it everywhere. So else. So
2: you want a firm, you want a firm, Uh brush but you don't want it to hurt so like this one i don't like i actually don't use this one it's the one i use for examples it's too hard so Uh when i rub it on my skin it hurts okay so you want it a little bit softer and gentler but um you do want it firm but you don't want it to scratch you so if you get a good one you shouldn't have you should be
0: fine using it on your breast okay Okay. well i mean but mine is a little hard i'll get another one yeah okay Hmm.
2: And then one last thing that I do, these are all my personal things that I do myself. Um, I use frankincense essential oil and I apply it to my underarm and breast area every single morning. So after my shower and I'm lotioning up with oils, good healthy oils, I put a little bit of frankincense in and I rub it all over my breast and underarm area. Frankincense has been known to kill cancer cells from skin cancer to breast cancer, remove um, make lumps smaller. It, it helps with the circulation. It's just really good. There's so many benefits. You can it.
0: mix that in your body lotion. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. Huh. I just put a drop of it in and just rub it all over. It's expensive. So I usually only, usually only use it on my breast area instead of my okay. whole body. But you okay. can, if you have a sunspot that you think huh. might be cancerous, apply it directly on that it's really good at uh reversing wow. skin issues okay
0: my husband she, he always well, he's is had, also yes, good for yeah. headaches
1: too yeah yeah oh. it's just expensive so i'm like i don't know if i want a headache or i want expensive frankincense
2: <laughs> it does last a long time so you know if you
0: you know use it sparingly for headaches yeah usually with those oils you don't need Mm-hmm. No, no, just a little drop, and no. it, it goes a long ways.
2: And that's why I say you can put it directly on your skin, but that's why I say put it in oil be- right. or a lotion because one drop then can be spread over a large area. Yeah. Whereas if you're just applying it directly to the skin, that one drop absorbs in, and you can't yeah. really spread it around.
1: Yeah.
2: So you end up
0: using Great. it. Great. So dry brushing, lymph cream, frankincense, <laughs> <pet> detox, <laughs> and trying natural. those are great tips that we can all do
1: yes and then i'll get some links if you have them for some of the products yeah and i'll I'll post it on the show notes so our listeners can
0: and and we and we (laughs) of course
2: exercise and good diet are all super important to supporting breast health but overall health you know taking your supplements keeping your immune system up um, everyone has cancer cells floating around in their body and it's the immune system's job to fight it. And when you get a weakened immune system from stress or poor eating or sickness, that's what gives the cancer those that ground to grow. Yeah. So really good sleep habits and um, a healthy lifestyle is just really important to preventing sleep. sleep habits,
0: Ingrid. Yes. I'm trying. Yes, she's getting better. She's getting better. Yeah, but all those inflammations in your body, keeping the sugars low, all yeah. of that, avoiding those uh, insulin spikes—that all helps as well. Yeah, it's hard
1: being human.
0: It's hard. <laughs> it's hard being healthy. Yes. Yes.
1: It's be, its hard being a healthy human.
0: Yes. Sasha would
1: be so. No, proud but of I me. say
0: you gotta pick your heart. Yeah. Right. We've talked about that before. It is hard to try to avoid all those things, but going through cancer is also hard. So pick your heart, right? It is.
2: Yes. I, you know, every year when I come around on my uh, annual, of
0: yeah. the year
2: anniversary of my diagnosis, it's it's pretty hard. That's in May. And I usually get pretty emotional around that time. I bet. Just those memories come back and it's, it's, uh, you know, not just what I went through, but my family. I had three little kids at the time, my husband, my parents. It, it, was, it was very hard. And so, yes, pick your heart. Choose to do the hard things now to prevent it because going through breast cancer is much harder. It's not the end. I call it a bump in the road. It's a part of my journey and my story.
0: Yeah. But it was a hard part for sure. Yeah. And thank goodness you're here and being able to share and educate the rest of us. Yeah, you yeah. always
1: wonder why you go through things, but that was your journey and your story, yeah. and now you're helping.
0: Right, and, and because so many. of you, now we know about thermography. It yes, is. <laughs> I love it.
1: Love it. Yeah. So then, so for our listeners, how can they find you? Like, what? How do they get a hold of you? So
2: I do have a website. It's Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Facebook page and Instagram page, which is the same, Thermography of Brevard. And um, I try to keep those pretty active of sharing informational things about thermography and overall health, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, any tips that I I learn along the way or information from doctors that I find. So that's a good thing to follow um, the Facebook and and. Instagram. The website is just the general information on where I'm located. I have my main office is in Melbourne. I have an office in Vero Beach. Mm-hmm. I go to Fort Pierce quarterly. I even travel to Virginia to do scans. Mostly I'm here in central Florida.
0: And and, but if people are living elsewhere, but curious, they can still go on your website and kind of check out what it is. Right. If and if they live elsewhere and they need to find
2: a thermographer near them, if they reach out to me, I send them the link and they can type in their address or their zip code and it will tell them where a thermographer is right close to them. That's great.
1: Or they can just come see you. Or fly. they
0: can come see me, right. Exactly. <laughs> Here, Have a vacation, get your dog checked out and go on your merry way. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Katie, for taking your time sharing your wisdom and knowledge and experience with us. Until next time, Cheers. Cheers.
1: Okay, Christina, I guess we
0: finished another episode. That was fun. Yeah. And if you liked this episode as well, don't forget to follow the show and share with a friend. You can also join our High Heels Happy Hour podcast group on Facebook and continue the conversation. Time to put our feet up. The high heels are
1: coming off. School!